Well, I'm happy you guys are here today, and I have a good word for you. And I want you to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. My name is Jeff Perry. I'm, I'm pastor of St. Louis Family Church. My goal is to bring equipment to you. Uh, I feel like I'm the guy at the military base looking at God's army, trying to figure out what boots and fatigues and weapons, helmets you guys need. And God's given us everything for our journey in life. And in Matthew chapter 28, after Jesus came to this earth, suffered and died for the sins of humanity, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he who knew no sin was made to be sin on our behalf. The pure, holy, sinless Lamb of God, the Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, made a swap. He said, fallen humanity, look, my Father sent me to save you. So I'm going to trade. I'm, going to, I'm willing to take your sickness, your, your toxicity, sin, and the resulting death. And I'll carry it. I'll take it. I'll take the brunt of it. I'll, I'll, I'll allow them to crucify me with nails on a cross. And I'll suffer and die for you. And, and, but would you receive what I have for you? The Bible says, as many as received him, John 1.12, to them he gives the right, the power, the authority to become the children of God. And I want to talk to you about righteousness and the effect of righteousness, what it, how it's a gift, it's unearned and undeserved. This is mysterious to even in the, in the, in the pool of Christianity, there's some, it works orientation. And, and then there's, there, there's, we have to understand that we're saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2.8, and th that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God. Righteousness is a, it's a, an imparted gift. It's not something, you can't become more righteous. You can act out your righteousness better, but you can't become more righteous. You, you can walk out your salvation and work out your salvation, but you can't get any more saved than that initial salvation experience, any more than, than, than Paisley can get any more born than she's already been. She's already born. It would be frustrating for me to say to her while I'm praying for her, now you've got to be born. No, she, she's been born. And then you must be born again. And that's a one-time moment. But then, like right now, we spend a lifetime learning, growing, and developing. Say learning, growing, and developing. Learning, growing, developing. And then this is what it says here in Matthew chapter 28. This is after Jesus has died on the cross, and he gathers the 11 disciples. Uh, of course, Judas took off, and he proceeded, they proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. So they were being obedient. They did what Jesus told them to do. They went where Jesus told them to go. There's a, there's a regional anointing. There's a spe specified place, and there are steps that the disciples took, and we must learn to be practical in our obedience. And they were, and they did, and they went where Jesus had designated. Don't you want to be where Jesus designates? I want to know the designation. Well, when we can be led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to get to that foundational truth up ahead on these Sundays. I'm going to teach about the place of the Holy Spirit, and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Who wouldn't? But some were doubtful. So those wouldn't. 
you know. So there's a group of people going, oh, Jesus, Jesus. And some were going, huh? Have you ever been in one of those places or both? I mean, you might even be in one of those places right now. But isn't it good that Jesus talks to all of us, no matter what the condition, in his inclusion and his love that he put up? He, he, doesn't, he doesn't like it when we're doubtful, but he, under, he sees it, he, he, he knows about it, and he knows how to heal it. A moment like this could actually nudge us over into more worshipfulness and trust uh, and get us out of doubts. I, I want to feed my faith and starve my doubts to death. And uh, so Jesus came up and spoke to them, the worshipful ones and even the ones that were hesitant. And he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And you should read the book of Ephesians if you want to know the first chapter about how God raised him up above all the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual forces. And, but not only that, we're going to learn that as it went with the head of the church who destroyed the works of the devil, he then raises up a breed of people throughout the generations. In that point, it was the early church. In this point, it's the latter end time church, us. Same God, same Jesus doing the same download, and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And uh, then he says, go therefore. So it's, it's seamless. He's saying, I want you to know that I didn't get it dishonestly. When, when Satan attempt, uh, attempted to test Jesus in the wilderness, he was hungry, 40 days of fasting, he said, hey, turn these stones into a loaf of bread. If you're the son of God, let's do a little power, let's do a power miracle. Let's do a miracle. You're, you're the God of miracles and you're a creator. Why don't you go create it? And he said, uh, man shall not live by bread alone. I'm not going to be prompted to do a miracle because of your little uh, snide uh, temptation. And, and, he, and he said, uh, throw yourself off the temple and angels will lift you up. Psalm 91, you know, they're, they're in charge to gather you up in their hands. He, Jesus knew that, but he's not going to go play uh, uh, into the manipulation of the devil. And then one of the, this came in one of the U2 songs. Bono wrote a song about it, uh, in uh, the, the Vertigo song. And he, and he said, uh, bow to me and all these kingdoms will be yours and no one will get hurt. You know, and that's what the devil said. And, and he said, all these kingdoms are mine. You want to know where a lot of false uh, exaltation and power trips are throughout the ages the despots, the authoritarians, the, the wicked leaders. Uh, and I think a lot of it came from a luciferic uh, appropriation of authority that uh, was forfeited by Adam and Eve. Now, if you want to know what I'm saying, this is a foundational message. God is the creator of the universe, right? And all of Christianity acknowledges uh, his sovereignty, his holiness. He's the king. He's the supreme what within his sovereignty created our solar system and gave us this third planet from the sun called Earth, and he made it a beautiful setting. He put an ozone layer on it so that the sun wouldn't burn it all up, made it inhabitable, and he created life. God is the author of life, and he created. I, I believe in a creator. I don't believe in accidental happenstance. I believe in a creator, a redeemer, a, 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 an author uh, of not just intelligent design, but thorough in the whole plan, the execution of it, the fullness of it. He did not want to create robotic, uh, reactionary, uh, pre-programmed types. He wanted volitional decisional P 
people, creative people made in his image. So he made Adam and Eve, gave them responsibility. You can eat all the fruit from all these fruit-bearing trees except this one, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'm going to put it right out in the middle of the garden so it's in plain view, and I want you to be aware of it. Don't eat any of the fruit of it. Lucifer, who we read in the scriptures, uh, precedes Adam and Eve and was an evil, wicked being that rebelled against God's holiness, took angels with him, and you can read about this through the scriptures. This is what's presented in the Bible. It makes perfect sense when you really look at it and see the way life has been. Adam and Eve had delegated authority. They forfeited it and committed high treason and yielded and succumbed to the lies of the devil. This is called the fall of man. This is why the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul the Apostle was not in theological error when he called Satan, or the devil, the small g, God of this world. So when a lot of people attribute things to God, well, if God really loves us, why, does he love, why do people uh, die of starvation? If God really loves us, why are these plagues? If God really loves us, why are these earthquakes? I would say, since God's, God loves us, it could have been a whole lot worse. I say, God loves us so much that he gave us this garden tragically, just like the prodigal father. He let the son go make decisions, and he made poor ones. But finally, just like the prodigal son, sense came back to humanity. God granted repentance, and paradise was forfeited and lost, but God brought restoration. Did you hear what I said? So with Adam and Eve, they were banished from the garden the devil has become the small g god of this world, and the Bible says certifiably that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Now, where do we fit in this? I'm glad you asked. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. And he said, make disciples of all the nations, enroll them as students, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're baptized into the body of Christ. You're baptized in water. You can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But that one baptism is being immersed into the church. You, get, you enter into the God's situation, teaching to them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, look, I am with you always, even to the end of the end of the end of the age. Can I hear a hallelujah? So here we are in 2021. Here we are in a year of strength. Hope, joy, courage. One, one uh, proven ministry man of God said that this is the year of the local church, and it sure has been the year of the local church for our church. God has purged, purified, refined. He's set parameters. He's insisting on us not just going in this typical flow of things. He's, he's, had, he's had us make meaningful uh, 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 stops and, and considerations He's, he's preparing us, training us, and getting us ready for the next steps of obedience. And some will fall this way and that, just like Judas and others go this way or that. It happened with Paul the Apostle. In one occasion, there was a guy named Demas. With, he greets you, he greets you, he abandoned me and went to the world. And so you'll see sometimes, sadly, that kind of thing. But also, primarily, we will see many, many Stray sheep return into God's purposes and back into the kingdom. And we'll see many, many, many lost souls who didn't darken the doors of church previously who are going to come and have an amazing encounter with the Lord. 
So the Lord's repairing and the Lord's preparing and getting us ready. So I, on Friday nights, I'm teaching on the supernatural because we're, these signs shall follow those who believe. And I'm teaching on Sunday mornings on the foundational, the doctrine of the Bible. We can trust the scriptures as inspired by the Holy Spirit. Men of old were moved by God and they recorded it and God protected it from the telephone game where it got all, it didn't get all mixed up. God, because they keep finding manuscripts that match what we have now, which shows the authorship of the Holy Spirit and the sustaining grace and maintenance of the word of God. The word, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. That's why it's good to make a life investment in Bible reading and staying in the word and standing on the promises of God. I'm, you know, we just saying all your promises are yes and amen, so it would behoove us to find out what the promises are. For example, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So then there's a promise of salvation to a repentant sinner. 1 John 1, 9, a Christian who has a need to get things straight can come and if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we feel weak, we can say, God, uh, uh, let the weak say, I am strong. They that wait upon the Lord will gain new strength. Uh, and we enter into his presence with confidence uh, because the Bible says to do so. Draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, so what I'm talking about here, all authority has been given to Jesus and then he delegates that and laterals it to us. And, and the definition, I, I, I put this in my notes, the definition for authority, and I've got to find it now because I, I, uh, it, it was a really good definition. In Jesus' name, I'm going to find it. Pray for me. This is where my wife says, man, you got to get your notes straight, brother. I did read it in the first service, so it's online, so you should watch that, and then you can get it. Oh, I'm, do I'm doing great. This is me doing great up here. You guys good? This is anointed, even this pause. Somebody, this is helping somebody. Me uh, sweating. My wife is enjoying my suffering. Hallelujah. I'm going to find it. Found it. Authority is the power to speak to mountains. He said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Have faith in God. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Power to decree a thing. Authority. Listen, the other day I went to park my car at an event, a ribbon cutting event, and there were two guys that were assigned to direct traffic and park cars. When I pulled in, the guy went like this, and I was going the wrong way, and he looked at me like that. I pulled up, I rolled down my window. He said, I, I want you to park right here. I said, sorry, man. Hey, is it okay if I drive my wife up closer, because her knee's been bothering her, so I'll take her up there, 
And, and he goes, yes, but come right back here. Don't park anywhere up there. I said, okay, I, and I'm a, because I'm a man under authority, I submitted to that guy's authority. He's not a cop. He didn't have a badge, but he had authority in that setting, and I submitted to it. I identified that authority. He had power to tell my, uh, whatever, 2,000-pound car to go there but come right back. And, it, and, and he had that power. He didn't have the power to pick up that car and carry it back there, but he had authority. To, to, and when he said it, and I said, okay. So I, I brought it back, parked my car exactly where it, and uh, he, was, he was tough, you know. But I thanked him. I, I patted him on the shoulder. I said, man, you did that so great. Thank you for that. And he went. <laughs> he just had authority, you know. And I submitted to that authority. And I talked to one of our young people. He goes to school at Rolla, and I, in front of our cops, I told him about the, the uh, um, highway, what is it, uh, the troopers. And uh, um, I told him exactly, I, I don't think I told him exactly the mile marker uh, where I've heard that you could get a ticket <laughs> on Highway 44, or if you're from St. Louis, Highway Fire Fire. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he, so be warned. There's authority. They'll pull a whole line of, I got pulled over one time on Highway 44 going to Bible school, so excited because I had an opportunity in ministry, and I was just so jazzed. I, was, I, I had my pedal to the metal, and I got pulled over. The guy pulled over, and he pulled, us over, pulled me over like that, and then he got another guy and pulled him over. He pulled two cars over with his authority, pulled the other guy over. He said, give me your license. I'll be right back, and he went over, and he sat behind, and, the, and he, I, don't, I don't think they do it now, but he got in the back seat of the guy's car, and he had his Smokey the Bear hat on, and he, was, and he had a big neck roll and, you know, shaved head and big white neck bigger than his head, shoulders, and I was like praying that if you've never prayed in tongues, you will pray in tongues at that point, even if you don't believe in it. But I did. And, uh, and he came back and he said, I'm not going to give you a ticket because you were respectful. And I said, because I, I said, yes, sir. I wasn't patronizing him. I was like freaked out because I was all excited. Hallelujah. I've got an opportunity of ministry. Word! You know, <laughs> I was the faster pastor apparently. But anyway. His authority pulled two cars over, two cars. Both of them were not 70s cars, and they, they were built to last. The metal was thicker, so they were heavy cars. And he just went like that with his power. Can I tell you that when God gives you authority, you could pray. We have a friend in the church whose mom is going to, she just turned 91 years old. And she prays for us. She, she lives in Illinois. And... Uh, God will always stimulate prayer people to support yeah. and along the way. And I'm just so grateful that that little velvety, feminine, uh, 91-year-old lady is moving mountains in, in, with her authority. There's a guy right over here in the first service I've known for years and years. Hey, I've been praying for your son. Using his authority to move mountains. We're in this place right now. What I'm teaching you, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. Then he says, go therefore. Two-thirds of God's name is go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. As you go, preach. As they went, signs and wonders followed. We are a, an empowered people. He said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power, dunamis, authority, power, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
and you will be my witnesses, the forward presence of my kingdom. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. I got a text from a number of pastors today. I'm in contact with a lot of people I value and trust. And uh, one, you know, he has a revelation like I do about Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts. This location of Chesterfield. Build a home base in Chesterfield from which to reach the nations of the world. We've got a city to reach a nation to change, a world to impact. It's a repercussive thing. And the reason I'm preaching this to you is the same reason Jesus said this in Matthew. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Who would argue with that? The doubters that were standing there. The worshipers are going, he's risen. Look, man, wow, just like he said, whoa. And some of the doubters are going, I don't know, can't wrap my head. What? You know, and Jesus is going, You'll get it eventually. And he flips the keys to the kingdoms to both of the kingdom to both groups, the doubters and the praisers. So at any point, wherever we're at, sometimes when we're drained, we've gone through stuff. I just spoke with a woman who I pray for her, she prays for me. She's coming through some battles. And I could just as easily say, Thank you for praying for me because you're helping me through my battles, right? That's what church is. And uh, so now. We're standing in this delegated authority, not unlike the guy that was assigned to direct cars there. Because I'm a man under authority, I submitted to his authority. And he wasn't a cop. And he wasn't particularly um, congenial. But I was under, I submitted to it, but he was courteous when he, he, remember the delay, he looked at us like, okay, go, but you better come back. I'll tear off your head and spit in your neck. That was, he didn't say that. He didn't say that, but I felt that from him. It was scary. I drove back. I said, I'm back here, sir. You know? But I respect that authority. Authority is power to make wise decisions. And there's a lot of pressure. It's mind-numbing time right now, isn't it? What do I do with my, where do I direct my kids? How do I, where do I take my stand on this social issue? What do I say? I, I all along felt comfortable with this, and all of a sudden I'm made to feel uncomfortable. What, I need to make decisions on every turn. Help me, God. You've given me decisional, creative authority. I know how to hear from God. I know the master's voice, right? How many of you have had to make a lot of decisions in your life? Guess what? It never stops. And God's given you decisional authority. He's, he gave Adam and Eve. He said, you can decide. Choose. He told, he told Moses, choose this day whom you'll serve. Uh, Joshua and Caleb said, you can do whatever you want with idolatry or with worshiping the true God. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. So there's an authority. You, we have... Uh, we can be hurt and, and yield to that and be isolated and be bitter the rest of our lives, or we can be forgiving and overcome and press in and shake off the heaviness, right? Am I speaking to somebody today? And he gives us power uh, to enforce. We speak God's word and angels hearken unto the voice of his word. I have no more time, but I, want to, I do want to read one more verse. Luke chapter 10, and we'll go to verse 19. 
Everybody say authority. What is authority? It's, it's, it's empowerment. It's we, we go on the basis of the name of Jesus. We take the promises of God from the scriptures seriously and we stand on them. We look at a moment in history where Jesus sent out 70. And uh, it says in Luke chapter 10 verse 1, on this one occasion, Jesus appointed 70 others and sent them out in parts ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. Jesus is coming back. He appoints us into cities. He's still empowering and anointing people in, in locations. He's still designated our, designating our locality, our region, the national thing, the international thing. We've got to always strive and fight to differentiate and quantify, but we've been given authority also to make good decisions. We can ask God for wisdom. We can take authority over the mind-blinding evil spirits. We can stand on the promises of God, and we can go out in the awareness of a harvest. He, he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. How many of you have ever prayed the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers? That's a famous verse, and it's right there. And when he said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, that made me sad. Because I believe God wants to equip, empower, and deploy a breed of thinking Christians who are strategic in their, in their walk, who are available to the Holy Spirit, who are in touch with who they are in Christ, who realize they've been given the ministry of reconciliation, who have been given the appointment to lay hands on the sick that they shall recover, the power of the gospel that when they share it, miracle of miracles, God watches over his word to perform it, and that the gospel is the power of God to salvation, and that when you speak it, even when it feels feeble, even when you're tired, even when you're, 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 you're struggling, even if you're, whether you're worshipful or going through doubts, the word stands on its own and is powerful. His word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, and it, it brings distinction, it brings vitality, and it, it's incorruptible seed. We've been sowing seeds in this valley for decades now. And just the other day, we walked right into a, the, 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 the path of, of the awareness of the fruit of our prayers that we prayed for the last two years over one particular thing. And it got confirmed to me out in the middle of a field that was once an old prison and is now going to become an economic engine for our community and basically change up all of the valley. It's going to be mind-blowing what the Lord does. And I'm believing it all ties into souls. I believe it ties into salvations and people coming to the Lord. But look what happens here. He sends them out. Go. Uh, you're like lambs in the midst of wolves. Get out there, though. Speak peace. Preach the gospel. And then he, he said in, in uh, verse 17, the 70 return. I don't have time to read all of it. You should read all of it. But it says, the 70 return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Evil spirits had to stop their work and desist in their maneuvers and, be, be, and release their, 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 the people they had been hassling. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. That, that speaks about Lucifer in, his, in a certain condition where he was present with the Lord. 
got puffed up with pride, basically said, somebody as beautiful as me should be worshipped rather than worship. That's the Luciferic uh, evil that went on him, and now he's trying to spread it throughout humanity. It's all about me. It's a selfish thing. He, he moved in what's, it was pride. And Jesus said, I saw him fall from heaven like lightning. And he said, verse 19, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Those are symbols for evil spirits. And over all the power of the enemy, I have given you authority. Look at this. Over all the power of the enemy. Stop. Well, that's just for the 11. That's just for the 12 and then the 70, Pastor Jeff. No. That's for the 12, the 70. But then if you read the end of the book of Matthew, he spoke to those who were worshiping and those who were doubting. And he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. He told that to the church, the early church. But guess what? That commission has not died with the apostles. We are still called and mandated to pray, preach, prophesy, and, and occupy till he comes and be brave and bold as lions, right? Come on, right? Are you still with me? I'm almost done. The music guys are behind me. The clock's ticking. It's 10.53. I'm already f the seven, eight minutes over that I always am. But let's read this out loud together. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. We ought to write that on a card, put a piece of tape on it, and stick it on our bathroom mirror right next to where we're brushing our teeth. We ought to meditate on that day and night. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The greater one lives on the inside of you. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. Everybody say the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. At the name of Jesus, demons flee. So they said, Lord, demons are subject to you in your name. And he says, yeah, that's good. Only don't rejoice in this, that spirits are subject to you, because that's secondary to the big deal. Always make sure you rejoice that you realize your names are recorded in heaven. You're hoping I lost this other note. <laughs> I'll close with a poem from James McMillan's 1904 book, Believer's Authority. Anonymous. When mountain walls confront the way, why sit and weep? Arise and say, be thou removed, and they shall be by the power of God cast into the sea. All power on earth, all power in heaven, to Christ the Son of God is given. And from the throne he will endue, and hindrances will flee from you. Over the power of fiend and man, say through the Lord, I surely can. Take from him power on earth to tread on serpent's sting on dragon's head. Whatever thou art, O mountain high, whatever thou art in earth or sky, whenever thou art, truth is the same. Be thou removed in Jesus' name. Be thou removed, faith bids thee start. For yonder sea, arise, depart. I may, I can, I must, I will, the purpose of my God fulfill. 
All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. That everything heaven possesses is contained in that name that's above every name. Everybody say Jesus. You use the name of Jesus in your prayer life. You st- before you get in the scriptures, say, Jesus, give me insight, give me wisdom. Head of the church, I, look, as a pastor, I'm leaning on Jesus more than ever. I'm excited and enthusiastic more than I've ever been. I have never been this excited about being a Christian or about being a pastor than I am right now. Not only, look, I, I, I realize I wasn't born yesterday, but I feel like I'm in a day of new beginnings. And I believe God is empowering and equipping us with revelation so we could go out with joy, be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before us. You're a mountain mover. Look at somebody next to you and say, mountains must move in the name of Jesus. Demons must flee in the name of Jesus. Now we we best shift out of that doubting thing and over into the worshipful thing, but either way, You could hear the keys rattling, and Jesus is saying, I'm flipping the keys to the kingdom to y'all. You ought to get a hold of this. And and, and here's the thing. You may say, Pastor Jeff, I I just feel so inefficient. I feel a day late and a dollar short. I feel like the crummiest disciple in the church. Do you know that when we're weak, then we're strong? Do you know that's precisely, that's a humble thing. You could just come to the Lord and be honest. God's going to do great things through even that situation. It doesn't mean we need to let ourselves be worn down to the nub, but it just means whether we're full of vim and vitality or whether we're full of vinegar and disappointment. He said, the worshipful ones and the doubters, he said, look, I've given you authority. I've given you the ministry of reconciliation. I've given you the word of reconciliation. Let's pray right now. Father, I'm asking you, whatever the mountains, whatever the walls, Whatever the hindrances, whatever the inhibitions, whatever the distractions, whatever thorn in the flesh, whatever messenger of Satan, whatever demonic thing on any of us, sickness, disease, worry, care, pressures from people, pressures from without, pressures from within. God, as active Christians, we have battles, thoughts that try to come at us don't always come from the Holy Spirit. They don't always come from, from, from you. So we ask for discerning of spirits. We ask that you help us to make great decisions. We don't lean on our own human skills with cleverness and knowledge and ability and our own achievements, but we lean on you. Say this with me, not by might, not by power, but by the Holy Spirit. Mountains will be moved in my life. In Jesus' name.